0: So one of my favorite books um, currently is playing on Netflix now, airing as a four-part adaptation of Anthony Dewar's Pulitzer Prize-winning novel, All the Light We Cannot See. The heroine of the story is a 16-year-old Marie-Laure, the blind daughter of the widowed master locksmith, at the Museum of Natural History in Paris. Marie-Laure loses her sight at the age of six due to congenital cataracts. Her father father is determined that his beloved daughter will not live a life of self-pity, so he teaches her braille and designs intricate puzzle boxes for her to solve. Under his guidance, Marie-Laure learns to negotiate her way with her cane from the apartment to the museum and then home again. Despite her natural shyness, Marie develops a sharp, inquisitive intelligence with a steely resistance as the Second World War begins. When Paris, falls to the Nazis, Marie and her father flee to the small town of Semalo, in Brittany, where they take refuge with relatives. There, her father constructs a detailed wooden model of the town by touching each door, each tree, each street light in the model, Marie memorizes every street and landmark until she can confidently make her way around the coastal town. She counts the steps, all the manhole covers. She learns the sounds and the smells unique to every street, to every place. She follows railings and cables and hedges. The shy, blind little girl grows into a courageous and a very resourceful young woman. Marie Laure's intelligence, resourcefulness, and courage make her an unexpected effective operative for the French resistance. She's able to see, quote-unquote, the light that the seeing world around her cannot perceive. She embraces the simple wisdom and faith of her aunt in Semalo, and I quote from her aunt, if God wants us to see something, we'll see it. I loved the book while reading it, and in November, the end of November, I watched that four-part series on Netflix under the same title. Because for us here, Epiphany celebrates the dawning of Christ, the very light of God that shatters the darkness of hopelessness and of sin. It's a light that's come to illuminate our hearts to realize the love of God in our very midst. But to see, quote unquote, to see that love in our lives. As Marie-Laure learns, requires us to pay attention for the very signs of love, realities that oftentimes we do not readily perceive or understand or appreciate, and even I would venture to say that at times in our lives, we would just rather ignore them altogether. See, I believe that too often we retreat into the safe isolation of convention, or we find comfort in cold rationalizations rather than seeing the brokenness of those who surround us, our family members, our friends, our neighbors. We prefer not hearing the cries of the poor or the needy in our midst. because if we see them, if we hear them, if we acknowledge them, in turn we might need to do something for them. See like Marie laures persistence in learning to see with the eye of her, intel- with the eye of her intellect and her understanding you and I also have to look with more than simply our senses, but to begin to see the world with the eyes of our hearts and our souls, that we might see our world through God's prism, a prism which is always one of hope and one filled with possibilities. See, as we celebrate this great feast of the Epiphany, those who are called wise are those who began a quest to find the Christ child, to find the anointed one, to find God. On our life's journey The challenge for each one of us here is also to seek God. But more often than not, we find God, I always think, in unexpected places. Oh, so often we insist on looking in great cathedrals when God is present right there in the hospital room. We're swept up into the great displays of power but fail to see God's hand at work in the farmer who brings the harvest to the table. We're moved to tears by the magnificent music, but we're deaf to God's joy in the giggling sound of a child. See, as we enter into this new year together, In this year ahead, my prayer is that we might seek God in the Bethlehems that you and I travel and that we work to bring our own Bethlehem simple peace, uncomplicated justice and blessed compassion to our own Jerusalems and our own centers of power. May we bow down in gratitude before the gift of bread on our tables, before the infants that surround us, before the waves of the ocean, the sunrises and sunsets, when we see the face of the poor, the vulnerable, the marginalized, that we might see before all that is good and all that is holy. For it is there, it is there that God is among us, sometimes in the simplest gestures of kindness and care. My mom continues to mostly sleep and not respond very much, But yesterday, in one of those lucid little moments, looking at my brother Roger, she asked, why am I still here? Roger, thinking very quickly, said, Mom, I think God and Dad are having a little glass of sherry. And Dad said to St. Peter, "Just, just a couple more days, and then I'll be ready. And mom laughed, and in her laugh, we find peace, and in that peace, we know that God dwells.